If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Thinking about sitting on your workstations and having these holographic projections coming out where you can play, shop, or you know, work, any cool task with it in holograms. Desktop augmented reality without headsets? That is exactly what Dr. Sirisilp Kongsilp and his team have created. Dr. Kongsilp, who prefers to be called Rabbit because that is the meaning of his name, is the founder and CEO of Bangkok-based holographic computer startup Perception. And Perception has designed a plug-in for desktop augmented reality, which allows you to see 3D images from your computer screen using just a simple pair of glasses. And if you have a PC and you'd like to learn more about the how-tos of crafting simple AR applications, Perception will teach you. They have free tutorials and a free personal use license on their website. And Rabbit says, all of this is just the beginning. Rabbit, how did you first have your imagination captured by VR and AR? What spoke to you in such a way that you said, I want to use my creative talents for this? It all started with a YouTube video, actually. Back when I just graduated from the university, I work at one of the company, and I just uh, sit there in the cubicle and you know, doing my work. And then I came across this VR, AR videos uh, by Johnny Lee. Back then, he was doing a thing called Fish Tank VR. And it's really amazed me. And I think I remember thinking to myself, why aren't everybody doing this? <laughs> so so I on that day, I just called one of the university that I know and asked them if they have any scholarship available for master's. And yeah, so I quit right away and I did my master's and and that's just get me started. Yeah. I had not heard of Fish Tank VR at all before researching you and it's mind blowing. Would you tell me a little bit about what Fish Tank VR is before we go on? Yes. So in VR, AR research communities, actually there are many kinds of technologies in the space. General idea is that VR is something that really brings you into a an alternate or a virtual environment, if you may, whereas augmented reality is more about how you can enhance the experience of the real world. So it's not really depending on any kind of display or tech that you do or you have just different technique to do so. So this Vitang VR has been published or introduced to the communities back in 1998 by Professor Colin Ward. And it's just been a thing among the VR headsets or AR glasses in the research communities for a really long time. It just so happens that it's one of the things that haven't become well-known among the general VR AR communities yet. It literally got a wow from my husband last night as I was researching this because you have a video on your website that looks like we have these two, they're almost wafer-like things sticking out of the computer and you can take them, you can pick them up. (laughs) That surprised the daylights out of me, but please go on with your story. You, that very day that you discovered VR and AR, you signed up for a master's program and what came next? So I did my master's and I took a look at the videos and I re-implement what has been shown. Back then, Johnny Lee used a remote to track the head as part of the system. So it has been sometimes, so around that time, Kinex has been around. 
So I use Kinect to track the head and build a similar system. But what I found is that the experience isn't really what it's like in the videos. I found that we, you see that it's really coming out mainly because the phone have a single cameras and the display is actually displaying a single pictures. And that works really well in the videos, right? But in real life, we human have two eyes. And if the system just gonna render the pictures, just one, one pictures, that's not gonna work. So after the master degree, I, I found that the experience is nothing like the videos. Then uh, I questioned myself, what if we use a 3D display instead? Would we get some things like in the videos or not? And so I uh, think I'm thinking about doing a startups with it, but being an Asian person, my dad would, would kill me if I just going to go ahead and tell, <laughs> tell him that I'm not going to be working for a while and, uh, and doing this thing that's not going to pay off. So I came up with an elaborate plan to tell him that I'm going to do a PhD. And he's very happy with that. So I'm thinking to myself, best case scenario, I get a fundraising, I get an investor. And worst case scenario, I get a PhD. And that's what I did. And actually, after five years, I pitched to many investors with my prototype. It's the experience just like in the videos. But back then, nobody really heard about VR, AR yet. Even that time, VR headset isn't a thing yet. So I failed and I... I get a PhD. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody should fail that way. <laughs> but you failed, quote unquote, you had a PhD. And then I have 2019 is the year you started perception. Was that, had you already got that going just before all this hit or what was going on? Yeah, as luck would have it, turns out one of the bank in Thailand offer a pre-seed money to startups idea. And the whole theme was about the founders needs to have a PhD and needs to have research back behind it. And it was a very weird thing in a sense that, you know, we don't expect bank to you know, just give away pre-seed grants to a tech that doesn't really have a use case to them. So that's what happened. And I got in and I get the grants. And after two years pass, one of the investors in the program invested in us. So we, we just closed the seed round last year. Did I read somewhere that you worked 10 years on creating desktop AR? Yeah, that's back the first day that I start coding and try to make the thing that I saw in the YouTube videos reality. And since then, I did many works, about three or four work on academic research, mainly on human perceptions, on how do we human perceive 3D and how do we, how can we fool that in a sense? with the fish tank VR. But with the term fish tank VR itself, it's a very old style. And back then when the term was coined, there weren't really augmented reality yet. So to make it match the current VR AR communities, we are going to call it by the name of a desktop AR, just to get the people understand it easier. And by the way, you now have, I believe in beta, something pretty amazing, the Hollow SDK system. Would you tell me a little bit about what we can do with this? Yes. Since the times that I have been working and researching it, I found that you know, if we want to make a similar system with a desktop AR, it's going to take time for every day. For every VR AR developers, they'll have to start from scratch in a sense. So that's why I just want to share this tech with as many 
developers as I can. So we get together and we make SDK software development kit, which is essentially just a plugin for a Unity software at the moment. So that we are AR developers can also make their own desktop AR applications on their machine. What I found fun about this is you don't have to really be an expert. I am not an expert. I just started learning Unity Technologies last year. I got in and I played around and I thought it was really fun. <laughs> let's go through, for example, let's say that we have somebody listening who is a teacher and they're going to have to maybe take some pictures or something and they want to really wow their students. How might this teacher starting from the ground up use the plugin you've created? Well, if the teacher have it, well, the tech itself does require small amounts of know-how into Unity. But if that's already done, the Unity plugin, just like any other's plugin, essentially, you just drag and drop it in the editor and just set it up for like three minutes and you'll be good to go. And that's pretty much it, essentially. We do have the documents online, both in text and in videos, to guide developers in the process of integrating it into the SDK. And in fact, if you had called me a developer a year and a half ago, I would have run out of the room screaming. I would have found that a little bit intimidating. But Unity Technologies is very much like molding modeling clay, but in virtual reality. That's something I've found for anybody that hasn't done it before. And you have a really interesting thing about your license. Your license for developers is free until you deploy it. Is that right? Right. Well, essentially what our passion is really about trying to get the desktop AR to as many hands as much as possible. And in the real world scenario, we would make it free. <laughs> but unfortunately, I have to, you know, the team needs some things to go on. So we just enable the, the license, the developer license to be free so that people can make applications, but the application itself would be runnable for a limited period of time, but that would be definitely more than enough for you to learn, to play, and to test it out, essentially. But if you're getting serious and you want to share your application with many people around the world or share it so that people can actually play your apps over a long period of time, we just have a deployment license which costs about 30 bucks per year. That's it. Yeah. That is reasonable. And tech people have to eat too, so that's kind of understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what if all this sounds really interesting to you, but you don't have a background in development? Well, neither do I. And a great place to start is Unity Technologies' website. They have software available for free download. And if you go to their website, unity.com, and look at the Learning tab, they also have what they call bite-sized tutorials, where you can start from the ground up. Incidentally, I'm not in any way, shape, or form employed by nor affiliated with Unity Technologies. I just have been learning the software through a local community college course, and I really like it. Let's tempt people with what you have here. You've got a 3D Santa Claus, AR Santa Claus you can make. You've got a dancer. What all else can people see when they come onto your website? One of the things that we found that really wow us is that if you go to the website, you will see a spaceships and some of the models from NASA's actually Mars mm. missions. So uh, we really thank you, NASA, for providing official models of Curiosity rovers and other satellites from their missions. They are publicly available under the non-commercial license. So we make these applications with and share it with everyone without cost in a hope that we'll get people to learn more from space programs 
with desktop AR in hologram, if you will. How much fun is that? What's been the most fun so far, translating anything that you get into AR? Well, NASA was one of our most favorite projects, definitely. And the, the other thing is that we actually showed the system to one of the developers. And then he was asking, what if we have his head floating in desktop AR? So, and that got us thinking, okay, we have seen mirror for a long time, but we never really see our own head in hologram. So we did that. <laughs> and it's kind of cool and really weird in a way. So yeah, from time to time, we'll still have fun and find new ways to, to play and enjoy the, the experience. Where can people find out more about Holo SDK? Oh, please go to the World Wide Web dot holo, that is H-O-L-O dash S-D-K dot com. Yes. Holo.sdk.com. We've got a dash in there between those two. Of course, looking at that head disembodied, spooky old me was thinking of Halloween, and I thought you could really have fun with this, with pumpkins and stuff, scare the daylights out of people, things like that. But there's another less playful app that you mentioned. You talk about the future of communication on this and about calls. Wow. Would you tell me a little bit about that as well? Yes, the volumetric reconstruction is actually one of the things that we are specialized on, especially with our CTOs on the team, that is Assistant Professor Krisada, and shout out to him. So he is one of the experts in 3D reconstruction algorithms, and he has been working with the technique for more than 10 years since he studied in Cambridge. So we, what we are looking to do in the future is that since we can build the head, we want to do it in real time. Actually, we get pretty much real-time 3D reconstruction already. So in theory, if two sides you know, doing a 3D reconstruction of the face or the body of the users, both sides can virtually transfer that data. And then you and me would be talking to each other as if you know, we are in holograms, just like in Star Wars, floating in front of the screen. And that is what our vision is all about. And that's what we dream to, to make it real. Yeah. How much fun is that going to be? Do you have a timeline on that where maybe I might interview you maybe two, three years from now and you'll be floating in front of me? Yes. Hopefully with this milestone, we would be able to, to build the communities of the desktop AR developers around us. And with the support from the communities, I hope that we would be able to get this tech out within the next year. Yeah. Mind-blowing. When you say with the support from the communities, what do you need most? We need the most is the, the people to test the SDK out, essentially. I just want to share the, the coolness of the, the desktop AR. But the most challenging thing with any VR AR tech, actually, is that you have to play it to experience it. You cannot really look at other people's experience and get that experience yourself. That's pretty much the same thing with the AR glasses and the VR headset. So... I would say the main thing that we need help the most is just for people to try and play it. And if I may also add, that is why in the upcoming month, we are going to announce events, competitions, like a contest of developers around the world. We would invite everyone to make their own desktop AR application apps. And the winner of it all, we will be giving away a really cool Alienware 
a laptop computer as well, just for fun. But I think the goal here is for everybody to share their idea and their creativity using this top AR system. Wow. HoloSDK.com. I assume that there will be an update on here whenever these competitions come out. Actually, it's coming out next week. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, next week, as in the day that this is going to be going up, this goes up next Monday. So everybody check out holo-sdk.com. We haven't really said yet the things that you need here. Of course, a computer. You are going to need the anaglyph glasses, the red and blue. And I believe you can make those pretty simply. What else will you need, if anything, to get going on this? Well, that's a get started. That's a starter's package. Actually, you just need a laptop or a PC with a webcam or an integrated webcam that is fine. And just like Dot said, a red and blue glasses. But if I may add, if you have a 3D TV active or passive system at home, it is also compatible with that. So you'll get a full color experience with the desktop AR. And in the future, in theory, we can do 3D with our glasses as well. So within the next two or three years, we are looking at the technologies that we can work and play in the holographic experience with our classes. And when we come back home from work or in anything, essentially thinking about sitting on your workstations and having these holographic projections coming out where you can play shop or you know, work any cool task with it in holograms. And if you want to be in that virtual environment per se, then VR headset is for you. And that's the futures that we are visioning. Wow. Without speaking too much scientific stuff here, I come home, let's say it's five years in the future. I want to see this. I don't want to have glasses on or a headset. How does my computer deliver me a holograph? Actually, the glassless 3D TV is relying on one of the oldest tricks in the books. I don't know if you remember, but in when 10, 20 years ago, when we were a child, there are like a picture, 3D pictures that we can move around a little bit and the picture will change and you'll get like a parallax 3D effects. So that's the same principles behind glassless 3D TV. And basically we have a prism on laying on top of the display and that would allow you to see two different pictures between the eyes and that create a stereo image. What an amazing time we live in. I did want to mention, I have a Mac computer and I've been playing around a little bit with Holo SDK. And a couple of times, I wasn't able to get the files. Will this be also available for Mac in the future? Yes. Right now, this is the first version of the Holo SDK. It's uh, still in the MVP. So one of the earliest version for all the trailblazers and early adopters out there. But in the next few months, definitely the Mac version will be out. And we will be also be supporting the Unreal Engine as well. And perhaps in later this year or earlier, 2022, we'll be also supporting iOS and Android. Wow. Rabbit, what's been your biggest challenge so far with Perception and what's been your best moment? Well, the best moment would be the fact that I have met so many friends, so many partners, everyone in the team. They're all amazing. We have been together for more than three and four years. So I'm very grateful for that. So it's just some things that at one point in my life, I, I went to a place that I've been thinking about going for, for all my life, but I went alone. It happens to be a solo backpack trip. So being alone in that space get me thinking that it's not as fun 
you know. So having all these guys with me along the journey just gave everything meaning, more meaning, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And the challenge, the main challenge that we have right now, is that most of us are tech geeks, engineers, developers, and doing PR and getting the words out. It's really new to us, you know. And being a programmers, we we're not so used to talking and communicating with general wide audience. So we have been trying to get the words out, and that's just one thing that we are really need help with. So if you came across the desktop AR, please share. And you know, just because the tech is so cool, and I really you know, hope that you guys can give it a try. Tech is seriously cool and fun. Let's do a total shameless plug. Are you going to be speaking anywhere? People can hear you in the future. And what other events besides the competition would you like people to know about that relate to what you're doing right now? Yes, please find me on LinkedIn and in our Facebook page. That is holo-sdk.com. I will be speaking in a webinar, but that event is coming up within the three hours from now. So, so apart from that, I don't have a plan to be speaking in any webinar yet. But we are in the process of hosting one. But please reach out to me on LinkedIn or in Facebook page. If you actually send us a message on our Facebook page or LinkedIn page, I'm actually the one that be responding to everyone's message there. So you'll be connecting with me directly, and I'm there like 24/7. I get that you are really loving what's happening for you and what you're doing. We should also mention before we wrap up here that on your website you talk about the future of travel, and you talk in addition to communication. What are some of the other areas, the other vistas in which we're probably not relating AR today that five years from now will be pretty exciting with desktop AR? Well, one of the first thing that we are working on right now is with the museums, with the art and cultures. I acknowledge that the importance of art and culture in our life. And being under lockdown and being tucked away from those kind of things can really build up the mental health and as well as disconnects us from the society. So right now, what we are trying to do is that we are working on a holographic museum applications that would allow the users to place and experience a collection artifacts from all around the world. And and it also happens that top world class museums around the world have been. Doing a 3D reconstruction of their artifacts already, and there are thousands of thousands of actual cool 3D artifacts available online. So within the next month, we'll be launching the holographic museum exhibition application to the masses, and we we just hope that everybody can can get in and play with the virtual. Museum, and especially now that we have been working with the UK embassies from Bangkok, a shout out to them. Thank you for their support as well. So we have had a lot of support from the British embassy here in Thailand. So thank you for them, and looking forward to the holographic exhibition museum. I want to see that when it comes out. This is going to be amazing. As we wrap up here, if people could only get one thing from you. About innovation, creativity, and making a difference. What would you want them to take away from you in perception? Imagination. Please have imagination, and that's it. Without imagination, we wouldn't be able to progress as a humanity. And if you have a dream, a visions already, just stick to it. I used to have a a point that I think I find my passion, but I'm kind of not sure if this is it. 
And then I, I read a quote somewhere that something's along the line that we need to put the work to find our passion, but we need to put even more work to to keep it there. And that has been true for me for ever since. So yeah, imagination and passion. Rabbit, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Dot, for having me. You and I have been listening to Rabbit, also known as Dr. Siri Silk Kong Silk, founder and CEO of Bangkok-based startup Perception. Find out more about Perception's Holo SDK plugin for desktop AR, their exciting development competition, and what's next, including hopefully very soon a rollout of their technology for Mac at their website holo-sdk.com. Holo is H-O-L-O. That's holo-sdk.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.